Welcome to the Interesting Football Podcast. This week, we will discuss whether Everton can prize the lineal interesting belt from Crystal Palace. I'm joined by former Gordon House cricket captain Simon Day. Mr Day, how are you? And what are your first thoughts when somebody says Everton? I'm very good. Um, I really struggled with this one, though, because you always ask this, what are your first thoughts when someone says Everton? I don't really have many, to be honest. They're a bit... <laughs> I mean, you just mentioned sort of um, the lineal belt, didn't you? I sort of went off. I can't see Everton as being like a sort of a, a Derek Chisora sort of character when it comes. They're sort of a they're sort of a gatekeeper of football, aren't they? It's sort of you took the word gatekeeper out of my mouth. They're just they're, they're drift the driftwood of the Premier League. Yeah, it's like if if you beat Everton, fair play, but it don't mean you're going to win the league, does it? No, it's like, true. It, 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 it's well done, round of applause, but. At the end of the day, all the top teams are going to beat Everton, so it don't really matter. Um, I just suddenly remembered that the I think the first time I ever cried because of football was in 1986 when Everton beat Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup semi-final at Villa Park. Can we just clap? You were just you were six at that point. I was you? six at that point. Yes, yes. yes you're not like 84. <laughs> and you were like in your 40s no, at that no. point. Right, that's fine. Um, how did they bit So that was the year they lost to Liverpool in the final. It was indeed. And that's the thing, you know, we were, I think we were spoiled in terms of uh, FA Cup finals, right? Because in the late 80s, uh, when we would have started watching them, absolute beauties. Pretty much every year was a classic. Yeah, um, and now they blur into one, don't they? They do indeed, they do indeed. Um, and Everton, of course, were involved in a couple of uh, a couple of classics in the 80s. 86 lost to Liverpool 3-1, 89 lost to Liverpool 3-2. Um, but yeah, we had both great finals, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm a bit too young to remember when they won it in '84. They beat Watford, didn't they? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, again, again, I can't remember that. But a bit before my, I can remember them winning it in the mid '90s um, when they beat Man U in the final one nil. And that was let's be honest, that was Man U who were who were dominating at the time. Yeah, though. that was that was a legit. That was like that in the nicest possible way. That was Everton's last really good moment, wasn't it? It was indeed. Did you know Everton have been in the cup final in the in the since the turn of the millennium? Yes, they, they lost. Yes, they were, and they lost to chat. They scored the fastest ever cup final goal. Oh, good knowledge! I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's not one of the three facts. Yeah, Luis Sahar scored off like twenty five seconds. But they ah, still lost to Chelsea. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And well, they've lost the go. most FA Cup finals. They've lost. The yes. Hand. Yes, I saw uh, that. Again, that's not one of the facts today. We've got, we've got, we've got stuff far more mundane than that. Um, okay. Well, it turns out we have no personal recollections of Everton. In fact, you know, we said apologies to any Everton fan who just uh, joined us in, but they're so bland that I, I feel, I think I have seen Everton at Hillsborough, but I can't remember. Um, that's how. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm pretty just... sure I've never seen them play. Uh, oh well, yeah, so Mr. Day, Park. hopefully, yeah. but you know, this is an old club, a fabled club. They've been in the top yeah. division for decades, half a century plus, or whatever. Um, so, Mr. Day, why didn't you? I'm sure there's, there's some some nuggets out there. Why didn't you hit us with fact number one? Fact number one is Goodison Park is the only English club ground to host a World Cup semi-final. Oh, so ah, oh, okay. So the other one would have been at Wembley. Yes. Now, yeah, this is quite contentious because according to the original schedule, the semi-final at Goodison Park was England versus Portugal. But because England got to the semi-final, FIFA decided to swap the games around. So all the Evertonians who had tickets didn't get to see England-Portugal. They they got to see Germany 2, Soviet Union nil in what apparently was a really rubbish game. I would like to uh, jump in there and say West Germany. 
Oh, yes, very, yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> and USSR. Uh, USSR, um, but... yeah. Soviet Union, USSR. I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure about the difference there. I think so... you can say both. I think we're all right on that one. But, okay. yes, it was West Germany. Um, talking of um, West, North, East and South, there was um, five games of Goodison during that World Cup, um, including Portugal 5, North Korea 3 in the quarterfinals. I was going to say, yeah, that was one of the famous early, earlier games. Uh, well, early games called final. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and you, I could, North Korea went three 0 up, but Eusebio scored four goals oh, in that one. What a beauty! That's pretty cool. And e- even cooler than that, if if you had like one of these like five pack tickets to go and watch all the games at Goodison Park, okay, you missed out on England, but you saw Eusebio score four goals in a five three game. You also saw all three Brazil group games. Oh, very nice, very nice. Which, and you saw Brazil, sorry, you saw Pele score his only competitive goal in England. Um, and Brazil go out in the group stages. Damn. So you got pretty good value, didn't you, from your World Cup? Apart, got... apart from Wembley, for some reason, um, the most games were played at Goodison. Okay. Now I've got, got pretty good value game. for your, your one pound ticket, though, I, I imagine. Yeah. One pound for five tickets. Yeah. But, so going back to uh, Goodison ho- hosting the semi final, this is something that I'm, I don't know, kind of gets my goat about, you know, modern day football when I'm, I'm turning into old man mode, mm. especially with the FA Cup semi finals. What do you think about hosting the semi finals at Wembley? Because I think it really does devalue the final. And well, I also just, like, yeah. uh, one last thing I'll say about that, I also like the fact that you can. You know, for example, when Wednesday lost to Brighton in the 83 semi-final, it was at Highbury. It, you know, it's a unique, it's kind of like, you know, a fairly, you know, you're never going to play as a Wednesday fan. You're never going to be at Highbury again and have half the tickets for the whole state. You know, it's just yeah. something really out of the ordinary, which which has been lost now. I 100% agree. And it, to be honest, it's not just the FA Cup. In the Euros, both semi-finals were at Wembley and right. the finals at Wembley. And I just think, well, it's... <clears throat> Okay, I don't mind like the odd group game at Wembley. I think Italy against Austria, I think, was at Wembley, and a couple of England's group games were, possibly all three of them, and a couple of last 16 games were. But I just feel like, yeah, the semi finals should be like build up. They shouldn't be at the same ground as the final. Right. Um, yeah. And it's it sort of because part of the alert of getting to the World Cup final, sorry, the FA Cup final, was getting to play at Wembley, wasn't it? They used especially, to, they especially used to in say the pre Cup final, sorry, in the pre playoff era. Like the chance of playing at Wembley was pretty rare, wasn't it? It used to be a big thing. Oh, this is this player's first ever game at Wembley, or you know, or teams even. Oh, this is um, yeah. Rotherham's first ever visit to Wembley. And whereas now it's like I'm pretty sure almost every club in the football league has played there. Which you know, I'm not dead against in terms of playoffs and but and uh, Leyland Daff or whatever the Papa John's Trophy. But it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, in terms of the FA Cup, it, it just, it's ruined a bit of the magic for me. Yeah, as have teams not bothering trying to win it and putting out reserve teams. <laughs> but yeah. Um, or not even turning up in Manchester United's case. As <laughs> well, you're not even turning up, which, yeah. Which probably was the biggest kick in the boss. Yeah. In the so, but as we, so this um, 1966, so that means Goodison Park has hosted the biggest ever Oh, certainly biggest ever football match in this country played between two countries at the yeah, club ground. Indeed, indeed. Um, okay. There was some quite... So one of the groups, um, I think it was Group D in this World Cup, was held at Roker Park and Ayrson Park. I remember Ayrson Park because I think they had North Korea there as well, didn't they? Because it was... Um, Isn't that they when really... they beat Italy? Yeah, because I think the North uh, Middlesbrough, they really took to the... Uh, to, to the North Koreans. In fact, didn't some of the North Korean players 
go back to Ayrson Park, uh, go back to Middlesbrough about 20 years ago. There's a bit of a documentary that I seem to remember something like that. Um, I, I can't remember that, but I, I can just recall that the bloke who scored the goal was called Pakdu Ik. That's all Pakdu. I can remember about the North uh, Korea. Nice, nice. Team of that era. But so you can see, if they'd have beaten Portugal, it would have been an England North Korea World Cup semi final. Which just <laughs> sounds weird, doesn't it? Outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that indeed. just sounds weird. They'd have been two steps away from making it to the World oh. Cup. We have talked about before, actually, not, not on a podcast, but um, when North Korea got to the 2010 World Cup and they, uh, they got thrashed by, I think they got thrashed 8 0 by Portugal. And lost to Brazil and whoever Ivory Coast, I think. But they took, they didn't realise the rules, and they took as their third goalkeeper. They took an outfield player, right? Unbeknown I... to them, they weren't allowed. You're not allowed to have your third choice goalkeeper come on field. Yeah, so basically, a strange rule, strange rule that one. Yeah, I've never really understood why you've got to take three goalkeepers. But yeah, apparently you've got to take three goalkeepers. And none none of those three players can play as outfield players. So this poor bloke got to go to the World Cup. I mean, don't get me wrong, the third choice goalkeeper's got a pretty minimal chance of playing anyway. <laughs> but this poor bloke had absolutely zero chance of playing. And the only position he could like train in wasn't his, was like try and catch a few balls <laughs> just on the off chance. <laughs> Two goalkeepers get injured. But yeah, he... Uh, they tried to get around the rules, but didn't read the small... Free holiday, days. right? Free holiday, so, you know... Free, sure. well, I mean, essentially, what? I'd like to think the North Korean manager just let him, like, like go out on the piss every day, to be honest, because there wasn't a lot <laughs> in it for him, was there? Um, no, indeed, indeed. That really had very little to do with Everton. It did, indeed. But, you know, we've got to talk about Goodson Park and uh, the games they hosted in the um, World Cup. But what has got a lot more to do with Everton is our one-minute quiz. I think this is a good one. Um, you've got 27 potential correct answers. I'm, I'm going to go pretty aggressive here. I'm going to go 50. Seeing as you're 3-2 up anyway, I feel like I can do that. I'm going to say your par is 15 for this. Okay. Now, right. now, 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 what you've got is two of the aforementioned FA Cup finals, which were absolute beauties. Um, the 1989 final, Everton lost 3-2 to Liverpool. The 1995 final, they beat Manchester United 1-0. Now, in those two finals combined, they included 27 people were involved in those finals for Everton. We're talking about first 11, substitutes, and I'm throwing managers in there as well. Okay, Two two of the Everton players, I know this is a mini clue, two of the Everton players were involved in both cup finals. Um, But there we go. Um, so, Mr. Day, basically, who were the Everton players involved in those um, in those cup finals and manager, of course? You've got one minute and your time starts now. Joe Royal. There's one. Howard Kendall. There's two. Uh, no, no, sorry, not Howard Kendall. Was it not Howard Kendall? No, Howard? Uh, Neville Southall, though, yes. Yeah, Neville Southall. Uh, Joe Parkinson. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. Random stuff. Uh, Paul Rideout. Yes. Adrian Heath. Adrian Heath. Um, no. Really? That was surprising. Graham Sharp. Yes. You're on five. Uh, John Ebrill. John Ebrill. No. Oh, Christ. Uh, Snowden. No. Oh, Christ. Ratcliffe. 
Bratcliffe, yes, you're on six. <laughs> this is really hard, by the way. Big Scary Scotsman, 95. 95? Uh, Stuart McCall? Oh, Stuart McCall, yes. That's not what you're thinking of, was it? But Stuart McCall, no. I'm Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, I'm trying to think who the manager was. Um, in, oh, was it, uh, what was he called? Oh, that's that's really hard. Hey, no, you know what? Yeah, I uh, yeah, sorry, uh, I went, I went way too aggressive. Oh, you've just got him there. Colin Harvey. You have. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give yeah. you that one to, uh, to get you up to nine. Yeah, yeah so I, I, way, yeah. I way overestimated that. Everton, 1989, um, the team there. Southall, McDonald, Vanden Howe, Ratcliffe, Watson, Bracewell, Nevin, Stephen Sharp, Cotty, Sheedy, Wilson and McCall came on as subs. In 95... It was Neville Southall and Dave Watson were the players who played before. Uh, Matt Jackson, David Unsworth, Gary Ablett, Anders Limpar. And during, oh, yeah. during the research for this, I found out that in, Anders Limpar, after retiring, opened up a bar in Stockholm called the Limp Bar. Um, Joe Parkinson, which I can't good. believe you get, because he was the one player in that team. I was like, I, I don't remember him. <laughs> uh, uh, the one I've never heard of was McDonald, who played in 89. That, the name doesn't ring a bell at all. And the sub called Wilson. That doesn't ring Ian Wilson, the sub, and no. uh, Neil McDonald, the right back. And no. yeah, going down, Joe Parkinson, Barry Horn, Andy Hinch, Cliff Graham, Stuart Paul Rideout, Jason Keaton, Douglas Ferguson, Daniel Amakachi. Oh, he played then, did he? Okay. He was sub, yeah, he was sub. Wasn't, okay. that the, wasn't that the FA Cup where he did... Uh, against Tottenham yeah, he's at good Elland practice, Road. He did that he did that celebration in the net. Um I think Oh that did was... he Yeah. Yes, um, there we go. Yes, I can recall that. And I, for for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure Man you beat Oldham in the other semi final. Oh, <laughs> you could be right. You could be I think, right. I think Andre Kinchelski scored a couple of really good goals. Don't ask me why I remember that, but anyway, <laughs> Okay, I'll so we're up to three, three. Yeah, apologies. That, that, that was a tough that was one. Really was a tough one. Yeah. But there we go. Hard. I'll uh, I'll be back to uh, something better. But oh, we 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 jump, don't we? E to L next. Leeds United are next. It I is Leeds United. Leeds United is going to be a fun one. Leeds United. Okay, yes, but there we go. Okay, Mr. Day, let's go on to um fact number 2. Fact number two, I feel like we're not going to talk about Everton much with this one as well, either. <laughs> um, in 1999, Everton signed Mark Hughes as a player. Even though, at the time, Mark Hughes was the Wales national manager. <laughs> <laughs> that... Which, that's like, I'd sort of file this under things you can't believe happened not that long ago. Yeah. But yeah. You just Other... could not imagine that now, could you? Other weird Mark Hughes facts, he, he played two games in a day once, didn't he? Yes, I've heard this before, but I have a better Mark. I have the ultimate Mark Hughes fact, which is he's not called Mark Hughes. What? <laughs> Mark Hughes isn't his name. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's called Leslie Hughes. Ah, right. <laughs> he's called Leslie Hughes, but... And Mark is his middle name, but yeah, if if you want to check out the Hughes birth certificate, he's Leslie Hughes. Oh, which, okay, okay. Is this one of the things? Leg- my mum goes by her middle name as well. She for, and I don't know if this is just a weird old thing or a Scottish thing, uh, Scottish slash Welsh thing. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, just just has never gone by her first name. Always the middle name, which I don't understand. I, I should ask her about that, shouldn't I? Well, I've point. discovered that 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 Leslie's not alone in this. Um, there are probably the most famous one is Joe Hart, who's actually Charles Hart. Okay. Um, Alan Kirbishley is Llewellyn Kirbishley. <laughs> I can see, I can see why he did that. And most surprising of all, Kevin Keegan isn't Kevin Keegan. 
Wow. <laughs> Joseph Keegan. <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as Kevin Keegan. Um one thing I did not 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 quite the same thing, but Ryan Giggs wasn't born Ryan Giggs. <laughs> He was born Ryan Wilson. Yes, okay, I remember that oh, one. Yeah, because um, he he hated his dad, didn't he? So, um, yeah. Although to be honest, in the near future, it might be sort of prudent for Ryan to sort of um, change his name again. <laughs> might be a wise move to sort of, for anonymity. But yes, anyway, Leslie, Leslie Hughes um, was signed by Everton, even though he was Wales manager at the time. Um, which you just can't imagine that nowadays, can you? Can I just jump back to Ryan Giggs for a second? Is Ryan Giggs still at risk of going to prison? Because I know there was a court case started. What? What? Yes, I think I think it's January. I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. I'll be cheering on the prosecution big time because let's be honest, Ryan Giggs does. I mean, he's got the, he, how on earth he managed to get through his twenty-year career with like the goody two-shoes image when he's <laughs> clearly one of the world's biggest scumbags. Yeah, and he doesn't get—he still doesn't get the bad press, does he? That no, he's, a lot of these away people, with it big yeah, time. Yeah, it's really weird. Don't get me wrong, he was a ridiculously good footballer, but that—that that shouldn't be relevant, should it? No, um, no. So yeah, Ryan Wilson just seems to get away with it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Leslie Hughes. <laughs> well, I didn't realize he played eighteen times for Everton, only scored one goal, probably because he had more important things to worry about. <laughs> um, but whilst Wales manager, he then went to Blackburn and played for three years. So uh, for the for the five years he was world manager, he was still playing football regularly, which that, is just bizarre, isn't it? It is. It is. Did he actually was he a player manager for Wales? Was he playing no. for them? No. Okay. Interesting. No, he, he must have just thought like, oh, this is, there's only a game every twelve weeks, isn't there? What am I going to do in the meantime? But you could I'm imagine, like, football. you know, if he's up against another Welsh player in the league, you think they'd go easy on him, right? Because this is the gaffer. You can't, <laughs> you can't put in a big challenge. Oh, but then does the gaffer think that you're a bit of a wimp and you're not going to go in hard on the ta- Yeah, big dilemma, though. Big dilemma. Well, you've got, you've got to try your best, haven't you? Indeed, indeed. When, when it's when it's Ryan Wilson coming up against Leslie Hughes, <laughs> will, will he be trying? I mean, to be fair, Ryan Wilson was probably pulling out of the next Wales game anyway, wasn't he? So it's probably irrelevant. If it's a friendly, if it's a friendly, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I might have to I might have to double in that fact when we get to the Manchester United <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, I, I try. I can't find any other examples of anyone who's done this. No, I'm, I'm sure tra- if you went back far enough, or if you went down low enough, you'd discover like that the. the the Fijian football manager sort of sometimes plays on a Sunday or whatever. But it just seems bizarre that someone was managing a home nation and also playing Premier League football at the same time. Right. I mean, how Gary Speed, when he was Wales manager, I know he he was quite young. How, how, I mean, was there any overlap with his playing career? Uh, What, Gary Speed? Yeah, did he ever? I mean, yeah, did he? I'm sort of stalling a bit here because I'm just having a quick look, but it's going to be like... Mm. Bit hard to find out, isn't it? Teams um, managed 2010. It says well, so either as soon as he left Sheffield United or at the same time. But yeah, he so no, he there was there was a, a divide. He he finished certainly within the um, he finished his career and then managed basically. It looks like so. But yeah, uh, with Hughes, it wasn't even a small overlap with Hughes. Though. It was like five years basically. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't get player managers anymore, do you? For like full stop, I, that's I, a I mean, good point. There probably yeah. is somewhere, but it used to be reasonably commonplace, didn't it? I mean, we were talking before about Chelsea had three in a row in the nineties, and there's people like Gordon Strachan, Gillingham had Andy Hessenthaler. Um, when's that? Trevor was, Francis, yeah. of course. Trevor uh, Francis, you're yeah, absolutely. Um, um, 
Are there any flat? Who's the highest profile player manager today? Is there anyone in the league? Uh, I, I honestly definitely not in the Premier League. No, I honestly can't think of any player managers at the moment. They're probably don't get me wrong. I'm sure if you went down to like Conference North or whatever, there'd be one or two, but mm. I can't think of any. And I can't. I don't, think I don't it... know whether there was like a line in the sand and they just decided it was too much to right. combine. And no one does it, but and, has there ever been a player manager at international level? <sighs> It's a good question that I don't have the answer to. Uh, but, one um, which I think the answer is probably no, not the, the the higher levels anyway. No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that at sort of a like World Cup level or whatever. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd be interested. Why is there no player managers anymore? Yeah, good, good question. Good question. I, I don't have an answer to that. No, uh, I think you're probably right in the fact that the game's obviously got a lot more professional over the last decade or two, and it is. It's not really the kind of job where you can rock up, rock up. Uh, I'll, I'll do two jobs at work. No, 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 no. You're if you're the manager, that's a full time gig. You're studying, uh, studying stats. You're studying uh, tactics. You're doing this. You're doing that. Um, you're you're not at, out running, getting fit, doing this. But yeah, I mean, you've got to com- compartmentalize. But uh, yes, okay. good fact. I like that one. I like that one. And that takes us onto our bizarre fan. I mean, everyone's got quite a few big. High-profile fans, a couple of ones who could have come up with bizarre, but one I said we're going to be strict in terms of they have to actually support the club. And this guy, although you know he's not a season ticket holder or anything, uh, we're going for Sylvester Stallone. He who uh, <laughs> has attended the game because he's a, he's good mates with um or business partner, I suppose somebody who owned Planet Hollywood, who also owned twenty two percent or something like that of Everton. So he went to a game back in two thousand seven. But he has, you know, he's in in later interview said he regrets not making a bid for Everton back in 2007 when he started, you know, where he was first introduced to the club. Um, he had a message of support for the players at halftime in a match in 2015. Um, he also filmed scenes from a creed. Apparently some crowd scenes were at yes. Goodison Park as well. So, I mean, he's got, he's got where... enough of an association that I think we, can, we film... can call him a bizarre fan. Is that the film that Tony Bellew was in? That's the one, yeah. Another that's Everton fan. Yes, that's the first Creed film, wasn't it? Yeah, where Tony Bellew's the the pound for pound world champion, I think. And I've not seen it, but that's what I've heard. But anyway, I, I don't. I don't think you could ever classify Tony Bellew as a, as a sort of an <laughs> unlikely Everton fan. Could you see him as like pretty much his his whole career was sort of based around Everton, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. The same attire, walkout music. Music. Yeah. Every interview would. And reference I, Everton. I hope your third fact isn't about Everton's walkout song. Uh, Zed Cars, isn't it? Yes. So I was going to say yeah. that that for me is one of the great kind of like a uh, walkout music because it's it's just it's just unique, right? It's um, uh, I say it's unique. Watford have copied it, but you you know you get what I mean. It's not you know most teams you want something gets you pumped up. This is one of those uh, you know it's got nice you know bit of history behind it now, and it's just it's a nice song the- to have. I think. And I think the fact it's unique is the best fact. It's not right here, right now by Fatboy Slim no. or, Seven Nation, or Seven Nation Army. Yes. It, it, yeah, it, it gives it gives the club their own identity. Indeed. Um, fact three is not about Zed Cars. Fact three is Everton have scored the most goals in English top flight football history. Oh, I so, that makes sense because I, I think they've been at the top flight in the top flight for the longest, right? Or yes, do you want to have a wild guess at how many goals they've scored in the top flight? Oh my word! Okay, if I'm going to have give a you a wild point. If you're within guess, a thousand, I'll give you a point. If I'm within a thousand, 
yeah. Okay, right. I was going to go for 150. So I was, no, I wasn't. Um, so, okay, we're going to say they be. I'm going to say they've been in the top flight for 80 seasons. And okay, we're going to have some times where they're like playing 16 games. Other time, I'm going to say they've averaged um, 45 goals. So what's that going to be? Okay, quickly, what did I say? I said 80 seasons. This is great. This times is great by listening. 45. <laughs> 7,134. Wow, fair play to them. 7,134. Actually, that's light. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,134. 7,
only about three grounds in the country you can get away tickets for. Uh, and that, yeah, again, like you say, novelty, you know, um, why, why did Crew Alexandra get sold out to season tickets, uh, season ticket holders after two days? Just because nobody's ever been to Crew Stadium, you know. It's, uh, yeah, whereas if if you're sort of still in the League One next season, the novelty will wear off, won't it? Indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, I, I think Everton hats off to their fans for keep turning up when there is, in the main, absolutely nothing to play for. <laughs> There's just no <laughs> point. There's just no point. They are Derek Chisora. What is the um, point in Everton? Yeah, it's uh, the, uh, the I can only really think of Tottenham who are comparable, but Tottenham sort of had a period of getting in the Champions League, didn't they? Yeah, I was going to say to- Tottenham fans are another good shout as well because I mean, even when for a long time they, uh, but I suppose Tottenham are always kind of Tottenham are more kind of like gatekeeper level. I think they're uh, you know they're 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 always just outside the top teams, right? Whereas Everton, I don't, they're not even gatekeeper level. Either. Everton is just there. They're just that. They're just that, I know, coffee table in the corner of the room nobody's used for 15 years. It's yeah. just there. Should we throw it out? Yeah, maybe one day. It's a, yeah, and then you won't a... talk about it again for four years, will you? And it still be there. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I, sorry, Everton fans. But I think, no, but I think that makes their fans good. I, I think that means, like, fair play for keep t- churning it out and turning up. Indeed, indeed. Um, before we go, I need to say a couple of things. James McQueen emailed me to say he doesn't read The Sun, he reads The Daily Star. So I need to put an apology out for that. Also, um, my TikTok friend, uh, Paul Eddy, isn't actually called Paul Eddy. It turns out his name is Paul Leddy, but I missed the double L because his username is just like written as one. So um, we need to say a, a hello and a sorry to Paul Leddy as well. Has but he been in touch to complain? Um, it, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a complaint. He was just, oh. he was just a... Very politely <laughs> showing me the error of my ways, but there we go. I, I've, I've got a shout out this week for someone called who you might know that I don't know called Stephen Pickard. Oh yes, so okay. Stephen, Stephen Pickard. Um, I must have copied you into a message I put on Facebook. He sort of um, he basically what's it called on Facebook? The, the equivalent of a quote tweet, whatever they call that on Facebook. Shared it. Shared it. That's the word. Yeah, um, and put some text in saying um, encouraging people to have a listen. Uh, he so was what? mentioned in the last podcast. I said about um, family who I was best friends with, who were Palace, who are Palace fans uh, when I was growing up, and he he's one of, one of that family. So there we go. There we go. Um, okay, right. Um, so, Mister Day, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you. Whether ever to get the lineal title, or, or I, I think I think we may even have created a lineal boring belt as well, which we weren't expecting to. So, without a doubt, Crystal Palace are still the most interesting club in English football. Everton have got the uh, WBA silver boring belt, um, and that's that. Really, Leeds United next week. I think Leeds United have a much better chance of. Um dislodging Crystal Palace. Some weird things going on. Uh, their reputation for being dirty in the 70s, Brian Clough era, uh, or Brian Clough era, uh, about 37 days or whatever it was. Well, yes. I, I think a man who's going to turn up is a man we've talked about before called Thomas Brolin. Tom, oh, yes, Thomas Brolin, of course. Eric Cantona as well, who we should have brought up in the Crystal Palace one, although maybe we'll save that for Manchester United. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a lot, of, a lot of weird facts with Leeds. Yes, it should be a good one. So, Mr. Day, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, everyone join us next week for Leeds United. Bye-bye.